defense attorney, Neil Rockheim. Criminal defense. The criminal defense of people who are accused of crimes with everything that's on the line for them in the legal system, in their personal lives, with their families, with their careers, and with their futures. It's not for the weak. It's not for the timid. It's not for the weary. It's not for the easily ruffled or the sensitive or the individual who's time conscious or the person who's interested in, in, um, in short work days, in easy, uh, slick, sort of gliding through life. It's exactly the opposite. This is Neil Rockind and Welcome to a, another edition of Killer Cross-Examination. I want to sort of take a, a few steps back because I see time and time again so many lawyers, so many lawyers who are, quote, general practitioners, unquote, or who decide for whatever reason, maybe it's financial, Maybe it's monetary. Maybe it's because they um, had a slow month. Maybe because they know something or know someone or know a person or know uh, are considered to be the family lawyer who decide for whatever reason to venture outside of the area of practice that they're used to and that they're comfortable with and decide to embark on the defense of someone who's accused of a crime. I can't tell you the number of times that I see that. I can't tell you the number of times that I am witnessing either having sat in court and watching a lawyer attempt to maneuver his or her way through a criminal defense case when it's clear that they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Somewhere along the way, the notion became, or the idea became, that criminal defense cases were cases that were easy to handle. They were the, they were the bottom of the, the, the food chain. That somewhere along the way, it became understood or accepted that, that a, a young lawyers who are starting off should just get experience. They can just get experience by taking criminal defense cases. They'll learn. They'll get their chops. They'll learn. They'll learn how to defend cases. They'll, they'll, they'll learn as they go. Somewhere along the way, it became accepted that, that a, a person could just, a lawyer, even a seasoned lawyer, in the twilight of his or her career, could just decide that, you know, I'm going to dabble here and there and take a few criminal defense cases just as a way to stay in the action. These aren't numbers. These cases aren't, we're not bean counting. We're not talking about keeping your tennis skills sharp 
or keeping your competitive juices flowing so you you, you want to get out there and, and play in a pickup basketball game. We're not talking about going out and, and keeping your your short game sharp or your uh, taking part in some some tournament where you compete against others just to sort of get a sense of where you are so you can again feel what it's like to be in a competition. We're talking about individual lives and liberties and we're talking about people's reputations and their the impact that a criminal defense case that a conviction in 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 many cases just the simple act of an allegation can have on a person's life. We at our office You'll find us working and talking about cases at all hours of the day and night. We recently ended up uh, conducting what I think is going to be considered one of the hallmark cross-examinations of one of the most important witnesses at perhaps the most important time in the history of the Michigan Breath Alcohol Program. And to some who watched me take part or conduct that cross-examination, they think that that, hey, just send me your notes. Can you just sort of summarize it for me, Neil, in a, in a, in a couple of, of, can you just, can you take five minutes out of your day or ten minutes out of your day? Can you send me an outline? Can you sort of explain very briefly, like, can you just kind of talk me through what you did? You're kidding, right? First of all, the number of pages that, that we received in the course of discovery, FOIA requests, and our investigation were in the thousands. The amount of material was massive. Um, I have um, lawyers with whom I'm blessed to work who assisted me and sat there in hour after hour, minute after minute, just pursued, read every document, every line, tabbing, footnoting, and, and coming to, to pull and extract every single detail out of those thousands of pages of material. And then I reviewed those thousands of pages of material. And then together we attempted to put together to, to take all of that information and after extracting what we thought was important, what he thought was important, what I thought was important, and then putting that all together and figuring out a way to put that all together into a, 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 a story about how the, the witness is just not reliable and not credible and not believable and how that witness, that expert witness, that professional witness, and the people that he worked with had essentially kept the public and the criminal justice system in the dark about the horrors that were going on in the, the breath alcohol program and the incompetence of the technicians. And people sometimes, I think some, people, some really seasoned lawyers know how difficult that was to put together. The lawyers that I consulted with as we worked on that case, 
uh, and that cross-examination. They know how many late hours and how many hours and minutes and, and we just thought and, and, and planned and strategized and imagined every chess move with every question trying to, to pin the witness repeatedly. Not pin him one time, pin him repeatedly. Now, when he attempted to get up off of the floor, I pinned him again. And then we attempted to stand up, I knocked him down again. When he attempted to retreat to the corner, I pursued him, and I and I pushed him into the turnbuckle. And then when he put up his 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 right hand uh, to to block a punch to the to the to his you know right ear or right face, I'm digging in figuratively with my left to his body, and vice versa. That was the strategy, and that strategy was we replayed that strategy. Over and over and over again, but to the casual observer, or to the or to the the amateur, I guess, or to the the occasional practitioner, it's like, oh, can you just kind of tell me what you did? Can you help me just sort of figure it out? Can you just kind of tell me so I can? And then there are others. There are others that don't even bother to do any of the work at all. They just are. They get the case, and their first inclination is they're thinking about how they're going to resolve it, looking to plea bargain the case. I've seen some cases that have, I mean, I've seen lawyers who've gotten up there in the defense of cases, and they, the cross-examination points as I'm watching a witness testify are just jumping out at me. And I know nothing about the case, just I know I know police investigations. I know the subject matter generally. I may know that the particular area of, of uh, the particular field or the particular area. And I know human nature. Do you know that contrary to what a lot of lawyers do when, they, when they're sitting there in a cross-examination start or a, a witness starts testifying, they got their head buried in their legal pad and they're scribbling out every word that the, the witness is saying, do you know what I'm doing? I'm not, I'm looking. I am staring. I am sizing up the person that I plan to dismantle with cross-examination. The first few notes in a case that I just recently did were about the witness's age. I wrote, he looks young. I wrote, he sounds like he's inexperienced. I made a note that I bet he went to the police academy recently and had recently received his training. And I wrote, we versus they versus I. Because he consistently was attempting to testify about in the plural as opposed to the singular. And I started this case with my peers and my colleagues questioning, why was I going to embark on this type of a hearing? What was the reason? What did I hope to accomplish? The case seemed absolutely unwinnable. Cross-examinations and, the, and, the, and conducting a preliminary examination seemed to be pointless. But I had a strategy in mind. I had a goal. And my goal was to literally start to focus on one particular area, one particular charge, one particular count, because I thought about it. And so my goal was targeted. I had a, tar- I had a plan. 
But when I got up there and I watched that witness, I wasn't sitting there like just trying to, you know, just come up with, I mean, I, I had a strategy. I had a plan. I knew the impact, important impact of what I was doing. And somewhere along the way, the legal system took a terrible detour. Do you know that, that when I finished that preliminary examination in that case, that the testimony that we obtained actually was incredibly favorable? I think there's actually a compelling argument that I'm going to get a basis for me to get for my client to have one of the counts dismissed against him. And I believe that that, that count shouldn't have been charged given the circumstances. And I believe that we revealed and uncovered legal issues that weren't apparent to the, to the naked eye when we started that case. But had someone who was of a different mindset, had the, the really, the, the newbie lawyer that's just, you know, looking to, to be able to put his appearance on the record or her appearance on the record, or the, the, the half-timer or part-timer or the general practitioner or the person who's just immediately looking for a plea, had, had, or someone who's in there who's not really focused on criminal defense, who's not really a student of cross-examination. Had they undertaken taken on this case, they probably would have, at the very first blush, just absolutely forfeited their right to have the hearing altogether. Because why have that hearing? That's that's antithetical to their to their goal. It's antithetical to what they're trying to do. In fact, you see some lawyers when the prospect of a of a preliminary examination or a, tr- or a trial comes up, they go into a near meltdown. They start to panic. That's the business that we're in. That's like a doctor who's practicing surgeries on somebody. We don't, in the medical field, we don't have surgeons that practice on people, but we have lawyers who practice on in the defense of, of criminal cases. It still boggles the mind. Maybe it's that there's a lack of training out there. Maybe it's because law schools just churn out so many lawyers and every lawyer is looking to make a living and they're all looking to they're all looking to find a way uh, to, to get in. Maybe somewhere along the way somebody thought that criminal defense cases were just like the, the easy things that you do without actually realizing that there's a real impact on individuals. It's a real impact on the, the, the client the family of the client, the children of the client, the future of the client. That's why I do this blog each and every week, or why I do this podcast each and every week. I want to bring some, some uh, I want to shine a light on the criminal justice system and to improve the, the, the criminal defense practice. I want to make and assist in making lawyers better lawyers because if there are better lawyers out there if everybody including me gets better and better and better each day we do this then we can accomplish a lot more justice we can actually obtain a lot more justice in the legal system and that's our goal isn't it the goal is to accomplish criminal justice and you can't have justice, you can't have criminal justice 
you can't have a criminal justice system where the advocates on behalf of one of the parties aren't really fully invested in their craft, in their trade, in what they do. This is Neil Rockhind. Again, thank you for tuning in to Killer Cross-Examination, for giving me an opportunity to talk about the legal system, the criminal justice system, criminal defense, the things that are important to me. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to help you as lawyers improve and you as, as citizens see more about what goes on behind the scenes in the criminal justice system. And if you enjoy these podcasts, which I certainly hope you do, I encourage you to subscribe. I encourage you to hit like. I encourage you to send us a positive review. I encourage you to send me an email or a text or, or any type of communication telling us about subjects that you want to hear. There's no place that I'm unwilling to go to help improve the, the, the criminal justice system and the defense of people who are accused of crimes. This is Neil Rockhind. God bless you, and thank you for, turning in, for tuning in. Thank you. Killer, killer. Killer, killer cross-examination. A podcast by your host, the nationally renowned criminal defense attorney, Neil Rockhind. Yeah.